1: I am a certified, I am a certified animal chiropractor, um, access facilitator, and animal wizard. Um, I'm here today to invite you to information, to empower you to know what you know about your animal. Today, we are going to talk about exercising, from puppyhood to seniorhood and all those years in between. Um, so, throughout the hour, I invite you to ask your questions. What would you like to know? And share your animal stories. and and join me on this radio adventure. You can reach me in a variety of ways. Um, You can call them in at 815-880-8255 in the U.S., 613-800-8736, Canada. You can Skype them in at a2zen.fm. Or you can actually chat them in. Um, Again, head to www.a2zen.fm. And along the top blue line, you can choose chat. And you can just type them my way. And we can go from there. So again, let's talk about some exercising. Um, Things change um, throughout the dog's lifespan on how much and and how little or what kind. Um, So we're going to go from puppy to senior and all those years in between. Um, how do I exercise my puppy? Um, what exercise will work for my senior dog? Um, what will my dog enjoy as exercise? All those years in between. Um, and w- when it comes to puppies, you know they're bundles and bundles of energy. And do puppies um, need more e- more outdoor exercise than adult dogs? Um, when and how far do I walk my puppy? Um, when is my older dog a senior dog and do we keep walking them do we swim them um my you know middle-aged dog my five-year-old dog do I walk them run them hike them bike them do we do leash off leash dog sports ball playing frisbee playing dogs. so we're going to go through um all of this and and maybe more uh so puppies do um have a lot of energy and, and you, what do we do with all of that? Um, you would think that um, you would take them outside and you'd just run off all that steam. Um, and generally, you actually don't want to do that. Their their bodies are a lot different than adult dogs, and they're actually still physically immature. Um, I always tell people, puppies... When we're doing chiropractic care, which I do a lot of, you know, in my office in Denver, we um, it can kind of change a lot of things because they're not solid yet. They're kind of mushy. There, there are a lot of cartilage still. They're not solid bone, and they actually have these soft areas in their bones where the bones still get longer, and those are called growth plates, and those don't close. So that's how your your cat your dog, your horse keeps growing and how the bones keep elongating is because these plates haven't hardened and that allows all the bones in the body to grow longer. And we're going to talk mostly, obviously, about dogs. Cat exercise is a little different and maybe we'll look into... um, getting a cat specialist on board for that, that show. Um, but let's talk about dogs today. And between 9 and 16 months, and it does depend on breed, when these, when the growth plates harden or fuse or close, we can use all those words um, in, interchangeably, and the calcium minerals harden in there, and then they stop growing. So a lot of times, um, let's go with just an Australian Shepherd, so you're talking a 50-pound dog they're probably going to fuse right around a year. So we're going to keep that in mind when we're doing when we're exercising the dog and when these growth plates close and and all that jazz. If you ha- and so they may stop getting any taller at a year because those growth plates fuse and that's where you'll hear people say, "Well, then they're going to fill out." That means they're going to put on some more muscle, they're going to put on some more weight and they're going to kind of fill out and then they're going to kind of look like an adult dog anywhere between that year to a year and a half for that 50 pound, let's just go with an Australian Shepherd um, dog. So it doesn't matter what breed um, we're talking about. And we're going to go a little bit more breed specific on certain types of um, exercise. So these growth plates can be injured and and fractured when they're still soft. So we can't take, even though that 10-week-old Labrador puppy or that 4-month-old Labrador puppy is eating your house, eating your couch, driving you batty, won't go take a nap, we cannot take them out on the asphalt and hug them for a couple miles. That impact, that repetitive impact on those growth plates can damage them. So now you're like, okay, what do we do with them then? Well, We do want to still walk them. What they do want it you need to get them outside, or um, we need to move them on maybe on some different surfaces. Maybe we actually go for an easy hike on dirt or or we're gonna go to the park, and you may be on the sidewalk with your puppies running you know next to you on the grass and so look at the surfaces you're on, make sure you're not on a hard concrete or a hard asphalt surface. Get them on a softer surface such as dirt or grass and and um, go on and walk them. Uh, and and then you don't want to do five miles. Again, it may be too much. You may be out there for a half a mile three or four times a day. Um, these can be time-consuming. And then you still bring them home and they still eat your couch. So
0: <laughs>
1: now you want to make sure you have stuff for them to chew on. And then we need to exercise the brain. Um, and so if we can engage the brain, sometimes that actually wears them out. It doesn't always have to be all physical. You want to get some mental exhaustion there. So, you know, mm, you may only get a couple minutes in at a time, but work on sit, work on down, um, work on shake. And, and some of the general, you know, puppy behaviors that, you know, every quote-unquote well-mannered dog um, should need. And that means you can go out and take a class too, you know. Um some of your big box stores offer just a generalized puppy class. Great. Some trainers and behaviorists in my area offer puppy socialization, so they actually just go and play with other puppies. And their flooring is already mushy and soft and it's being supervised. Um one of the, the biggest things I quote and quote and reiterate and reiterate reiterate no play. I don't care puppy, um adult dog or senior dog. No unsupervised play. They do not get to go out in the backyard 20, 30, 40 minutes and play with the other dog in the household without anybody watching them. That's generally when things get too rough and injuries occur. Um always go out there with them, sit at the kitchen do dishes and watch them and put a stop to it when it gets too rough. Um dogs, puppies, like to play really really rough Um, so back to the growth plates. so other activities like okay well let's go out in the backyard and play ball well those that jumping and jarring um, activity can also be damaging to those growth plates before they're fused Um, no frisbee playing until we're going to stick with our 50 pound dog until after that first year Um, you know keep your hiking to a nice Minimal, incline, dirt, we're not going to go scaling rock walls until after a year. Um, So you're avoiding high-endurance, high-impact stuff your puppy. But get them outside daily. Get them out there sniffing things, um, investigating things. Um, Maybe you play, maybe you work on your sit and your downs outside where there's a lot more distractions. That's going to be mentally more exhausting to a puppy. So we were talking about our 50-pound dog. Let's less than 25 pounds. Um, let's say those growth plates close about nine months. Um, 50 pounds, like I said, right around a year. Um, you know, 25 to 100 pounds. You know, you know, you're getting closer to 80 to 100 pounds. You might want to wait till they're about 14 months. Um, and then over 100 pounds, and those are your giant breeds, your Newfies, your Eight Danes. um, You're waiting until 18 months or more. You could be waiting as long as two years. And generally, those giant breeds carrying that much weight and mass, they're not going to be the ones doing the Frisbee and, and running miles with you. They're not designed for that. So, kind of give you an idea. And then, if you're wondering, and you're you are that person that is interested in doing agility, or herding, or some of this, or frisbee playing. I mean, there's frisbee competitions. I have, you know, if you've ever seen those, are amazing. What these dogs can flip and do, it's a lot of fun to watch. You can actually go to the veterinarian and take X-rays and they can look and see if those growth plates used. So if you're kind of like, ooh, are we there, are we not there, I really want to start this class, um, you can go ahead and do that, and then you can find out for sure. So you're not going to damage those, um, those plates in there. Um, but before then, you can do classes. Like I said, there's, there's simple obedience classes. There's puppy socializations when they're really little, um, and each place is going to have different requirements um for their vaccinations and how much they have to have before they can do that, so ask some questions um be aware that the vaccinations are probably required before they go play with other puppies. um maybe not. I don't generally um encourage endorse, or take my own puppies to a dog park um, i We'll talk about dog parks a little bit, but the incidence of catching something there, either be it a cold or be it a more serious issue, gets higher because some of the some of these bugs live on grass longer. So I don't generally go outside and meet dogs um, as part of my regular exercise with a puppy. Um like I said, we'll go to class, you know everybody's healthy, or I'll go to a neighbor's house where I know their dogs and they can kind of interact. Because we do want to socialize them. So some fun things to do on that to mentally wear them out is go to go to the stores you know some big box stores let you walk around with your dog that way other you know you can practice sitting somewhere different you can have other people if you can have um some people I'm playing with the mic sorry you guys um I I guess I'm fading in and out and I apologize I'm not sure what I'm doing cuz I'm not moving um so you can take them out a I- And do that you can go walk maybe outside of a strip mall you are on a little bit of concrete but you're only out there for 20 minutes and you're there mostly to say hi to the kids have them pet your puppy have them give them a a treat um you know and, and and go from there so you're doing more socialization more mind stuff more mental exhaustion so you don't have to and you don't. We don't want to run them as far as you think. Maybe we need to to wear them out. Um, and so all these classes, yeah, simple obedience. There's what's called foundation for agility, um, and that's where they introduce them to the equipment of agility. And if you're not familiar with that, head to www.akc.org, and you can. peruse through their entire huge website and they have some stuff on agility you can always just google agility but there's a lot of equipment that um they can introduce the puppies to but there's no jumping there's more just ooh, touch this how did that go and then you know and 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 that mental tiredness of sitting in class and and somewhat paying attention and and It's a whole introduction thing. So there's lots of fun things you could still do with your puppy instead of going outside and running on concrete. Or the only way to tire out your puppy is to exercise them to death, which we really would like to avoid. Um, So, you know, keep in mind, short walks, soft surfaces. Oh, we can go swimming if your puppy, you know, if you have that Labrador and it's six months old Take them swimming. You know, you can go down to the the local watering hole if dogs are allowed, or there's actually rehab centers where you can do swimming now. Um, you have your toys. Um, we touched on um, playing with other dogs, a dog park. We'll talk a little bit more about that. And then I actually have a question here. Why don't you want to exhaust them from Carol in the chat room? So we will... We'll come back to that, and we'll discuss that, and then we'll move on to those senior years.
0: Many of us make choices on how to care for our animals based on how it has been done in the past or what others have always done. What would it look like to choose what your pet requires, which may be very different from what others would choose? By tuning into Dr. Andy's Animal Magic Radio Show with certified animal chiropractor, Dr. Andy Harper, you'll receive information and options you never even knew existed to improve your relationship with animals in your life. Listen to Dr. Andy's Animal Magic Radio Show every Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 p.m. Central Time, 11 a.m. Mountain Time, and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on atizen.fm. This is Dr. Andy's Animal Magic Radio Show with certified animal chiropractor, Dr. Andy Harper, or more well-known as the Energy Wizard. To participate in the program today, please call us in the U.S. at 815-880-8255. That's 815-880-TALK, or in Canada, 613-800-8736, or you can Skype us at atizen.fm. You can also ask a question by sending an email to drandy at harpersridge.com.
1: Welcome back to Exercising Puppy to Senior and all the years in between, um, with me, Dr. Andy. Again, I invite you to join me with your questions um, with your animals and your animal stories. would love to chat about them. Um, Check how easy it is to chat in your question um, live at www.a2zen.fm and then you click on the chat in the top blue line. You can also email me your questions at a later date directly at drandy at harpersridge.com. would love to hear from you. Um, We left with Carol's question of um, why don't we want to exhaust them. We do want an exhausted puppy. Exhausted puppies are so nice around the house, and they aren't getting into as much trouble. We just don't want to physically exhaust them with miles and miles and miles of exercise on the wrong surface. Um, In one shot. So it may require exhausting a puppy, you know, doing class, going out for shorter walks, like I said, on softer surfaces a few times during the day. We just don't want them out there running full bore for miles on concrete um, in case we actually are damaging the structural um, integrity of their system. So, yes, no, please exhaust them. And if you can exhaust them by doing mental activities like Sits and downs, and and some obedience work. Going to class, going to car rides, going out and meet and greeting all these different people at strip malls and doing socialization that way. That was that that will exhaust them too. So you do a combo of both physical and mental exhaustion, and then hopefully your puppy will sleep for you. Um, I oh, <laughs> one of my kind of my my things is if um, if the puppy is not. Driving you crazy. Like they are always into something, always up to something, always this, always that. You're, you're, you're exhausted. Um, and then there's actually something wrong with your puppy. Um, people that come to me and go, um, It's the best puppy. She's always so quiet, never does anything. Actually, I got red flags going off in my head that maybe they're not feeling like they're supposed to be feeling either chiropractically or something else that needs to be checked out by the vet. So when that comes up, I always um, ask some more questions around that. But if that puppy's not driving you crazy, there's something else is, is up. And so we ask a few more questions. They they generally do drive you bonkers, and it's actually very hard to exhaust them. Um, we just want to try and do that with some softer ways on their bones. Um, let's move on to the senior crowd. I The majority of my clientele is seniors. And I always tell people if I was independently wealthy, I would just hang out with senior dogs all day. They are so much fun. They have so many years under their, their belt. Like, they know what's expected. The majority of them know what's expected of them. And I love the attitude that the owners start to get or even I get. Like, you know what? not causing any trouble here, I'm following the rules. I you know what I don't really need to listen to you for all that extra stuff. So they're so much fun. Um and they tend to just go with me with a little more you know, with in stride. Like, eh, I got this. I I figured that when I was five. You know, it it's really cool. And so a lot of them start coming in as we've talked about in previous shows, you know, having trouble getting into the car, having trouble getting up, having you know, trouble with the stairs. And a lot of times that's just due to loss of muscle mass. And um, next time you're out and about and there's dogs around on your next walk, start looking at the back ends of dogs and start noticing how each dog's built differently. They have different muscle mass. um, And start seeing if you could tell which dogs are a little older versus the ones that are a little younger. And they usually have lost quite a bit of muscle mass in the rear um in the hamstrings and quads they've got hamstrings and quads just like we do so they kind of have like no butt going on you know he's no um grandpa um the human grandpa you know he never had any butt like mine didn't um because would lost that muscle mass later in life the same thing tends to happen to our dogs um and then they'll lose muscle mass along the spine where then the spin starts to stick up that tends to really worry owners and I'm like mm, let's see what we can do to build that back up but that's not uncommon and they're like oh these bones are poking out yes those bones have been there their entire lives it's normal it's fine we're just now seeing them because they've lost muscle mass that sits next to them or over them or on them um and that usually happens along the spine and the you know in the back of the spine so when dogs are young, let's go with five years, five years of age, they're healthy and happy and doing all their things, and, and they usually have 60% of their weight up front and 40% rear. As they age, they move that weight forward. And usually later in life, they're closer to 80% of their weight in the front and 20% in the rear. And this is what we call being front-loaded. And you can, you, if, you, if you get good at this, and it's kind of fun when you're out on, on your walks, just, just see how dogs are moving. Um, different breeds move differently. Don't get too caught up in that. But when you have a, a pretty senior dog, you can almost see them walking completely on their front legs, and those back ones are just kind of along for the ride. They're not really weight-bearing much. They're not really pushing off with them, and, and they're doing a lot of pulling and all their walking on the front legs. Even though all four are moving, So just play with that. See what you can see with that. Um, And so what do we do with them? How do do we exercise these guys? Um, Because we do want to keep that muscle mass in the rear as much as possible. There's going to be some loss. It's just kind of how that goes. Um, But how can we keep them on there? You know, we had, let's say let's go with the Labradors, and they were used to, you know, you walk two and a half miles in the morning and another five in the evening, and that was your exercise, and, and you're looking good, and your dog's looking good, and you're having a great time, and then they hit ten. You know, and it's been slowly a little more of a struggle struggle from like eight to ten. Not really a struggle, but you can kind of tell we're not moving quite as fast as we were moving. Um, we're still really enthusiastic to go, but maybe we're walking right next to you instead of at the end of the lead in front of you. You know, some of these subtle signals, and then we kind of hit 10, and and and, and, and we don't want to go as far as we used to go. And then we kind of cut it back to maybe two miles in the morning and two at night, and then we, and and it slowly dwindles down. And I think it's actually harder on the owners than the dogs, because <laughs> the owner was used to all that exercise and now dog doesn't want to do it so the owner doesn't go and do it and and they actually come into me and go okay so what can we do to get them back up to let you know five miles a day and i go well we're going to go back to grandpa here and go would you make your 80 year old grandfather walk five miles a day and that little bit of perspective kind of uh, the owners kind of go, oh, yeah, no, I wouldn't do that. Because dogs age about seven years per, per our one year. So if you're talking a 10-year-old Labrador, you're, okay, so they're, they're about between 60 and 70, 75. You know, you had a 12-year-old dog, you do have an 80-year-old. And would you make your 80-year-old grandmother or grandfather walk that far? And people go, no. Um, so... It just gives them a little bit of perspective um, on on what they can and can't do or what they can and can't expect of their senior dog. But I tell them, keep them moving. We do not want to stop the walks. If the walks are every other day or, like, my poodle does three days in a row and he needs a break. And we do three days in a row and he needs a break. Find out what works for them and keep them moving. Sometimes it's literally... Towards the end, they walk down two houses and come back, and that's all they can do. Keep them moving, because the way joints function is with movement. Um, that's where they get their nutrition, and then they don't spin up quite as much. And this is not this is a slow meander and a slow back. So we're just keeping them moving, and it's just to their tolerance. Sometimes when we have that ten-year-old dog that's just starting to slow down, we do chiropractic, we do laser, we do we do our thing, and then they kind of beef back up to their their you know couple miles a day, and they do pretty good there for a while. So it's not always oh we're, we're now we're down to the meandering to the mailbox and back. It's not always like that. Um, but just keep it in mind that you want to take their lead after a, a certain age. You need to follow their lead. You can't expect them to keep up with you. Um, if you need to do those seven miles a day to stay in shape, maybe you need to look at getting another dog in the household, and not and stop expect them to pick up their pace to meet you. Uh, and and a couple ways to figure out if you're doing too much, and these are two questions I always ask my clients when they ask, you know, should I keep doing this much? You know, we're doing a mile and a half every day. Is that too much? I go, well, are they happy to go for a walk every single day? Like you pick up that leash and they do the happy puppy dance around the room you're good and by the time you're coming home they're lagging behind you if they are lagging behind you you are doing too much and maybe you need to cut that mile and a half down to a mile every day if they're happy to go every single day and they are walking with you or in front of you the entire time you keep up with that schedule until that changes and none of this is in stone, and it's until that changes. Maybe you can do a mile and a half in the summer, but only a mile in the winter. Um, be When it comes to weather, be very conscious of that asphalt, that concrete. The ground your dog is walking on is very hot if you live anywhere hot, and please um, be aware of that and don't walk at 3 in the afternoon. Um besides the fact of heat stroke and a myriad of other reasons. And in the winter with the senior guys, um, we do a lot less walking. I'm very I'm very concerned about ice and little ice patches that they can slip on or that you can slip on. And anybody um, below 30 degrees, I tell everybody don't walk. The muscles cannot warm up. It's too cold. It's too cold. Well, I'm a weenie. I'm a self-proclaimed weenie. And so... I don't um I don't walk in the cold um I've told many people this, so no walking below thirty degrees and uh and watch the ice, and so that's when you do want to walk in the middle of the afternoon with these guys um water water, 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 these guys can swim if your dog likes to swim, swim them um, and. And we're going to actually get back, we actually got to take a break here. So let's come back and talk about swimming, um, water treadmill, and some rehab stuff, um, a little bit about hardwood floors, and just touch on meds and supplements to keep them going for you. So um, take a break, come on back, and we'll chat some more about exercising our senior dogs.
0: Many of us make choices on how to care for our animals based on how it has been done in the past or what others have always done? What would it look like to choose what your pet requires, which may be very different from what others would choose? By tuning into Dr. Andy's Animal Magic Radio Show with certified animal chiropractor, Dr. Andy Harper, you'll receive information and options you never even knew existed to improve your relationship with animals in your life. Listen to Dr. Andy's Animal Magic Radio Show every Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 p.m. Central Time, 11 a.m. Mountain Time, and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on atizen.fm. This is Dr. Andy's Animal Magic Radio Show with certified animal chiropractor, Dr. Andy Harper, or more well-known as the Energy Wizard. To participate in the program today, please call us in the U.S., at 815-880-8255. That's 815-880 TALK. Or in Canada, 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at aDizen.fm. You can also ask a question by sending an email to doctor Andy at Harpersridge Welcome
1: back once again to Dr. Andy's Animal Magic Radio. Um, Along with the radio show, I do have an animal chiropractic practice in the Denver, Colorado Springs area in Colorado, where I do offer, um, for those that are able to join me, uh, in-person one-on-one sessions that include chiropractic, laser therapy, essential oils, and energetic magic with animals. Um, For more information on all that, you can head to my website, which is www.harpersridge.com. For those not close enough to join me in person, I do offer Skype sessions that include processing and talking with you and your animal. Um, more info to come on that um, on the website on how to connect with me on that. I, the website's definitely always that working document out in the world. Upcoming classes include this Wednesday, August 6th, in Colorado Springs. I have my Energetic Magic with Animals class, which is live with um, with your dog. Um, they, we do some processing using the Access Consciousness tools. There we go. I can speak. Um, along with chiropractic adjustment and energy work. Um, Seating is limited, um, so, you know, contact us through the website on that. August 10th, I have the BARS class, um, which is the first class in Access Consciousness, and that's just for the the human peeps, and that's in my office in Denver. Um, If you'd like to change your relationship um, with your animal, what could change by taking the BARS? And then August 17th, I'm doing an open house. Um, at my office in Denver from 12 to 2. We're doing free nail trims and laser therapy. So a lot of that stuff, you have to be um, in Denver um, or Colorado Springs to join me. But I'm glad you're here on the radio with me. Um, Let's head back to all the um, exercising, puppy to senior to all the years in between. And we are finishing up with our senior guys. We were talking about water and water treadmill and swing. If your dog likes to swim, take them swimming um talk about great motion in the joints um talk about building and keeping muscle mass and doing it without the impact cuz a lot of times stop walking as far as we would like to um that I'm speaking for the dogs now because it's kind of hurts it's sore that impact hurts um and so but we we can take the compress the, the compressive factor of hitting the ground away like with swimming we can go farther. We can build the muscle mass. We can do all. The, you know, we can get that exercise in for our, our senior guys. Um, some are not that keen on swimming, or they're really unstable in getting them in the pool. If you're using a rehab center or out to a reservoir, if you have a place by you that that allows swimming with your dogs, um, there's the water treadmill. And the water treadmill's been around, uh, well. It became popular about 10 years ago. It started in practice 10, 12 years ago. And that was pretty much all the rehab we had for dogs back then. Rehab has expanded dynamically since then, and we'll cover that in another class. And they walk into this machine, and it's got the rubber on the bottom, and it rolls just like our treadmill. Um, and then they fill the water up. From there, so they're kind of trapped in this rectangle, and so most dogs that aren't even keen on water can handle that because they can touch the ground the whole time. And depending on how far they fill the water up, is how much um, impact the dog's having on the treadmill. So they can fill it up pretty, you know, chest high and take a lot of the impact off. They can keep it lower if we actually want to use some more impact in the in the exercise or in the rehab, and that's up to your rehab specialist. Um, uh, So, you know, talk with them when you do that. But nothing works better than rebuilding or keeping muscle mass on your senior dogs than putting them in water. I have seen amazing results with just a little bit of water therapy on building up that back end. And when you do end up losing the paraspinal musculature, big words, I know, the muscles along the spine, it's about the only thing that's going to touch rebuilding that um, all the other exercises that you could do in rehab with your younger dogs balancing on balls and, and, and doing all kinds of fancy jumps and turns, you know, you're not going to be able to do that with the senior mobility, so getting them in water is your best bet on building that. Um, with age, just a quick little quip on hardwood floors, they become very difficult for your senior dogs to navigate because of loss of muscle mass. They cannot hold stand up on them. And try as I might, try as many owners might, the nails end up getting too long on these senior guys. So nail trims are so important. Um, Stay on top of that the best you can. And just be aware of how hard the hardwood floors become navigating and Rugs everywhere, area rugs everywhere. Um, You can pick up cheap yoga mats, cut them to fit in different places. Those don't move at all. So we don't want them sliding around. We want to help them around as much as possible. And at some point, you know, um, some of my animal owners are like, well, I don't really want to do meds, but we did a little bit meds, and then we can walk a little bit farther because we feel good. So there's this balancing act of, you know, let's add in a supplement. Maybe we can walk a little farther add in a medication, a traditional medication, we can walk a little farther, which then builds the muscle mass, which then makes the dog's mind happy. Which then So you get all these pluses to doing um, maybe some traditional medication, maybe a lot, maybe a little, you know, that's up to you and your your veterinarian, um, or adding in a supplement so then we can walk farther. So it's not necessarily we're 10, now we have to slow down. It's not that, but we do need to find that, that special mix of stuff to build the muscle mass Keep them moving, keep them happy, and enjoy this. You and them can enjoy their senior years. Now, let's go to all those years in between. And so, basically, let's go with our 50 pound Australian Shepherd dog who has um, uh, the 50 pound Australian Shepherd dog whose growth plates have fused at a year and is. Needs lots and lots of exercise. Okay. Let's go with what veterinarians say, one to seven. Um, seven is kind of considered senior years in the veterinarian world. My, I, what we're going to talk about exercise-wise, we're going to go from one to, like, ten. Ten and up is more your senior stuff when it comes to um, exercising, Seven, veterinarians want to start looking at different blood work and doing their different thing there. So that's where that age comes in. Um, I do have a question. I'm going to stop here for a second. Um, Carol in the chat room, and she asked, do you have any suggestions for making walks and exercise easier with dogs that go crazy when meeting people and other dogs or anything that moves along the way? Yeah, (laughs) Aren't those fun? Um, I actually had one of the most unrelaxing walks in... um, at a park here in Denver, because there was geese and squirrels and people and dogs, and I had my two dogs, and that wasn't any fun for me. (laughs) So I understand that energy. And um, we're going to go over that a little bit more. I'm going to go down, and we're going to talk about leash walks versus unleashed walks. Um, And maybe we'll we'll touch on that a little bit and some suggestions on how to have a little bit more fun with that. Um, When it comes to exercising, your one-year to 10 years of age dog anything in a straight line i tell people they want to walk great they want to hike great they want to you want to bike with them because you have that pointer or you have that weimaraner you have that standard poodle that's built for that and that can bike with you at a really good pace for many miles um it's in a straight line you want to rollerblade with them you want to run with them anything in a straight line awesome um that's where we kind of start swimming. Swimming's always good. You can swim a puppy, you can swim a senior guy, you can swim any you know anybody in between. The, the one caveat to that is if your dog hates water, um, don't stress them out by forcing them to do that. That's your benefits are not going to outweigh the, the the stress and anxiety of the water. So if your dog likes water, swim them. Um, and all of the exercise does depend on what kind of dog you have. If you have a bulldog or your hugs, your brachiocephalic, which is a big word for that smushed-in nose, you may have to modify what you can do with them. They're not going to be able to be hooked into the harness and run with you on a bike. They are not built for that. Um, bulldogs, I haven't seen it. I'm not sure if they can even swim. Like sometimes, you know, they may not be able to keep how top-heavy they are above the water. So be careful with the water. It doesn't mean they can't get them into the water treadmill and... We've all seen pictures of them surfing, so I, I think some Bulldogs actually like the water. Um, but like I said, if you have your pointer, your Weimaraner, your Standard Poodle, your Australian Shepherd, your Border Collie, you know your your you know forty to seventy pound dogs that are built slim and like to move, you know you can move them, you know bike them, hike them, rollerblade them, run them. Again, you shouldn't be running on concrete. Because uh, compressive forces on your joints when you're running, so stick to the asphalt. It is going to be softer. Or if you can, if you can run on the asphalt and they can run on the grass, it's even better. Something like that. Um, your giant breeds, you know, like I'm a short little girl, so I can actually. You know, if I had a Great Dane, I could probably go jogging with the Great Dane because that would be walking for them and running for me because of how big they are. So, you know, I do have a couple other clients that are, you know, smaller girls, that they do jog their Great Danes because it's it's not going to be hard on them and they're not going too far. Uh, but, you know, your new fees, lots of drool, lots of hair, they they're generally gonna go for walks, you're gonna swim them, they are water dogs, but they're not gonna be out there jogging with you. So don't don't um um make that happen for them or make them do that. And now let's get on to um herding breeds in dog sports and and into dog parks, but you're herding breeds. And you'll probably hear me talk about herding breeds a lot. Um, I, a good portion of my practice is my agility dogs, my herding breeds, the ones that are out there doing dog sports. And if you haven't heard of dog sports, um, Google it. It's actually a huge, huge niche market out there, and it's a lot of fun to go watch. It's a lot of fun to get involved with your dog. It doesn't have to be as competitive as some, of, some people take it, but it can be a lot of fun. But herding breeds. We're going to talk about your Border Collies, your Australian Shepherds, your Cattle Dogs, um, and your Shelties, generally. There's more than that, but those are like the four that I see a lot of that are doing a lot of these dog sports. So you're looking between 30 and 60 pounds tops, generally. They're, they're about your 40 to 50 pound dogs. And they need both mental and physical activity. These are the dogs you can go out and hike with and run with and swim with and, and play with and but when you actually get them involved in agility and herding and fly ball and all of them, that's where they have to start thinking about things. And then there's your other aspect of um, tiring or exercising your dog, because when they have to be in class and they're thinking about what they're jumping over and they're jumping over, you're getting both sides of both physical and, and mental exercising. Um, and i I have a lot of people ask me, oh, do they get hurt playing in these dog sports? And generally speaking, no. They are athletes. Things happen. Um, I don't know how familiar you are with it, but there's jumps that they go over. There's an A-frame that goes straight up to a point and back down. There's a dock that they go up, over, and down on. There's a teeter, just like you used to play in the teeter-totter when you were little. So they go up one side, walk to the other side. Um, There's weave poles um, where they weave back and forth through these poles. Uh, and, And so there's lots of stuff that can go wrong, and in any athletic or any sports, things do. And so with chiropractic, we address those. A lot of times, the injuries come from, again, playing in the backyard, unsupervised play with the other dogs in the household, um, and dog parks and and squirrel chasing like that's where the real injuries come from. So I don't get too concerned about injuries and doing these sports. So if you do it properly and you start with foundation class, you wait for those um, growth plates to fuse, and you go through slowly in other classes and build up their endurance. They do really well, and every and the owners enjoy it, and the dogs enjoy it, and and so on and so forth. Let's head Drake. I'm gonna come back and tell you what herding is and some of the other dog sports out there Um, a few more pointers when exercising um, your dog from seven to ten so all those years in between and we'll we'll go from there enjoy the break
0: many of us make choices on how to care for our animals based on how it has been done in the past or what others have always done What would it look like to choose what your pet requires, which may be very different from what others would choose? By tuning into Dr. Andy's Animal Magic Radio Show with certified animal chiropractor, Dr. Andy Harper, you'll receive information and options you never even knew existed to improve your relationship with animals in your life. Andy, are you with us?
1: Hi, this is the producer. My name is Carol, and I think I may have lost Andy. Andy, are you with me? I don't even have a dog to <laughs> to tell you about my experiences with animals. Andy, are you here? Andy. Oh goodness, I'm going to play the commercial one more time and try to get Andy back for us. Stand by.
0: Many of us make choices on how to care for our animals based on how it has been done in the past or what others have always done. What would it look like to choose what your pet requires which may be very different from what others would choose? By tuning into Dr. Andy's Animal Magic Radio Show with certified animal chiropractor, Dr. Andy Harper, you'll receive information and options you never even knew existed to improve your relationship with animals in your life. Listen to Dr. Andy's Animal Magic Radio Show every Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 p.m. Central Time, 11 a.m. Mountain Time, and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on A atizen.fm. This is Dr. Andy's Animal Magic Radio Show with certified animal chiropractor, Dr. Andy Harper, or more well-known as the Energy Wizard. To participate in the program today, please call us in the U.S. at 815-880-8255. That's 815-880-TALK, or in Canada, 613-800-8736, or you can Skype us at atizen.fm. You can also ask a question by sending an email to drandy at harpersridge. dot com.
1: I'm back, Carol. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, we've got you. Thank you. Oh, good. I'm so sorry. I have no idea what occurred there. Technical difficulties. Yeah, that's technology. You're doing great, though. Keep going. All right. We're talking about exercising from puppy to senior to all the years in between. Um, Next show, which is Mondays, um, every Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we'll be back here August 11th. That show is still a mystery. Um, We're working on lining up a bunch of guests. We do have on August 18th, um, we're going to talk about essential oils with our oil expert, Leela Nelson. And August 25th, um, we're going to be talking with Sue from Unleashed Energy about bioresonance therapy um, going beyond traditional veterinary medicine. So hopefully you can join us for those. Um, September, we're looking at a bunch of other guests from behaviors training to dentals to holistic view on vaccination. So stick with us. We were talking about I got all discombobulated from with our technical difficulties here. Oh, agility, herding, fly ball, all that. Okay, cool. Back to our um very active herding breeds and exercising them. So agility, they go through they have all this equipment they plan and then here me mention herding. They actually set up um sheep and the and like um what's that pig movie? Oh, I had the name earlier today. And and the pig herded all the sheep? Will they do that for real? um From a chiropractic standpoint, I'm like, oh no, everyone's going to get hurt. So um <laughs> that's a terrible point of view. What if your point of view creates your your reality? And so a lot of dogs have a lot of fun with that. And so there's that activity. There's fly ball, and that teams of dogs run back and forth and 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 actually um, catch a ball out of a machine and run back. Um, that's about the loudest event out there because all the dogs bark the whole time. So that's a lot of fun. And and just start Googling um, dog spits and see what events are out there for your dog. Um, let's talk about a little bit of leash versus off-leash. Or maybe not. We're running out of time here. Oh, bummer. Uh, but back to uh, Carol's question about meeting and greeting and just getting so excited about um, meeting and greeting other people, dogs, stuff, everything. Um, that's gonna, that is going to take some time to work with. Um, and the first place I, I tell people to start with is don't avoid it. Um, a lot of times the owners get worried about it. They're thinking about it, so they go a different way so we don't run into anybody. And then the once in the blue moon you do run into somebody, it's just chaos. So everywhere where you're worried about it and the animal is reading that out of your mind, can we uncreate and destroy all that, times a godzillion, right, wrong, good, bad, pod, poc, all nine, Boy shorts, and beyond. So that weird thing just showed up. And that's the Clearing Statement from Access Consciousness. You can get more information about that at www.theclearingstatement.com. Um, don't get caught up in that. And so... Back to that. So what I tend to do with my animals, and what I tell the I tend to tell my clients is, have a chat with them. And that may sound very silly, but have a chat with them. I had this issue with the poodle when we were living we were actually living up in the mountains and not close to Denver. And he would take off off leash. He's very good off leash, but when you have bears and mountain lions, I wanted to see him. And so we had a chat. I'm like, all right, dude. This is the deal. So we're going to deal and deliver this. And I tell people, whatever you deliver, you have to follow through with. Um, you can be off leash. And I, when I say, Jax, you are back on the trail and you, I see you instantaneously. If you don't do that, I'm going to leash you up, we go home. I only had to do that twice where he didn't show right back up when I called him. and got on the leash and we went home. He didn't like go home, so it was that was our deal, and I delivered. And when I would, we would be out, and I would call his name. I go, "You got? I'll say your name twice if I don't see you. We're going home." After that, boom! I'd say, "Jax," he'd show up. He's like, he'd make eye contact. Hi, mommy's off again. And you know, I checked in with him every few minutes because we had wild animals out there. Um, with our technical difficulties. I did not get through everything I wanted to get through, so I do apologize for that. Um, and so we may kind of come to a abrupt end here, um, and hopefully you did get a lot of good information um, before that on what to do with puppies and your seniors and, and kind of what to look for when exercising them. Um, and then we'll continue with um, chatting <laughs> with our animals. And so if you have these animals that just cannot control themselves when they you know start going into those places a little bit more start um with yourself going not a problem we can handle this and just not a problem we can handle this not a problem we can handle this and start talking yourself through it and tell them we're going to go this way and when we meet a dog what i need you to do is listen to me let's just pull off to the side and sit and let them pass. If you don't do this, we're turning around and going home. And that is your deal and your deliver. And a lot of owners, what they do with the deliver part was I'm going to, you know, if you don't do this, you're not going to get dinner. Well, you know what? You're going to feed your dog. You know, if you don't do this, I'm going to take you back to the shelter. Yeah, they know you're full of, they know that's not true. (laughs) Because most people can't follow through with that. So whatever you um, set up, with your dog make sure you follow through on the back end uh, and, and that's kind of and you can do that with all kinds of behaviors in, in all, all kinds of situations is this is what I expect if you don't do this this is what's going to occur and do it. Thank you so much for joining me today um, we'll be back next Monday and until then how much fun can you have with your animal This is Dr. Andy Harper with Dr. Andy's Animal Magic Radio Show. And I bet I have a few more seconds.
0: Thank you for choosing to listen to Dr. Andy's Animal Magic Radio Show. Dr. Andy will return next Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 p.m. Central Time, 11 a.m. Mountain Time, and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on AtoZen.fm. We hope you'll join us. Until then, just how much magical fun can you